0: Beginning Transmission 103, Batman, War Drums, Phylander, War Games. Doc,
1: Doc, Doc, Come on, you fuckers, think that just because a guy reads comics, you can't burn some uh. shit? I'll oh, fucking
2: take all you on! Welcome to this week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Ignore She drinks. Each week a motley band of comic readers slash amateur bar. Tenders attempt to pair comic with comic All while trying to not sound like complete morons in the process. It's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. You know something? No, what? You read too many comic books. <laughs> we now join Brian, Jeremiah, Adam, and Todd.
3: They're used to curious sites which they
2: attribute to alcoholic delusions.
4: They may be drinkers,
5: Robin, but they're also human beings.
2: I'm too sober
4: for this shit. Hey, and welcome to episode 103. This month, we are starting another big epic arc. This one has a few more pages to read in it than when we did the full month of Watchmen. Uh, we're making up for having a loss of Batman in our schedule, <laughs> and uh, we're doing a whole month of Batman. And we're doing the Batman Warrior Drums, War Games arc? Uh, What's that called, well, Todd? What's your whole arc?
1: The, what we're doing today is War Drums, which was the months leading into War Games. Mm-hmm
4: gotcha so this is the the predecessor to ward games but this is yes of course this episode uh, is uh, war drums um you have already heard uh, two lovely voices on location in uh doctor volt's comics thank you uh dave for Gosh. for letting us record there you probably aren't aware that that's happening until we post on social media uh,
1: he, he, he he is aware he's not here uh uh-huh. he closed up shop probably about 40 minutes ago but uh we're here because the power at the McWarpo compound is out.
4: McWarpo. <laughs> yeah. McWarpo. That's the name of that combat. I like it. Okay. So, anyway, so uh, with the keys to get us in and the late night uh, sneaking around of a comic shop to record a podcast, we have Mr. Maya. Hey, what's
1: up, guys? Uh, if you're in Salt Lake City, come to where I am now. Just don't come right now because uh, we're closed. Uh, that would be Dr. Volt's Comics. 204? And also, it
3: was like three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is
1: that. Uh, 2043, 3300 South in Salt Lake City. Open seven days a week. Uh, we have a sale coming up at the end of the month, which will be, I just realized, it will be passed by the time this comes out because we are three weeks early. So never mind. We have free comic book day coming up on mm-hmm. first Saturday in May. Come then. We'll have sales. I mean this, is,
4: this won't be out before then. This will be out mid-April.
1: Yeah. Uh, our sale, the sale I was talking about is on March 31st. Oh, yeah.
4: Sales yeah. over. free comic book day but our next
1: sale will be a free comic book day which is the first saturday in may catch me on twitter at mr maya instagram at the mr maya and uh i've I've been posting i need to do it this week but uh i've been posting what i've been buying every week uh on our twitter and instagram and facebook i want to know what you guys are reading what i should be reading or what we should be reading let us know interact with us it's fun love you bye okay cool um (laughs) (laughs) okay thanks bye (laughs) Mr.
3: Bye. Mr. Maya, Bye. Ivy Winters! <laughs> <laughs> our crew audience will get that,
4: so... Good for them? Uh, I guess I don't get it. RuPaul's um, Drag Okay. I well, have watched, like, two episodes of that now. I met her, actually. She was at Pride a couple years ago.
5: So. Yeah. And she was really sweet. Cool. Drunk as hell. What I'm always impressed with RuPaul is... RuPaul's... Every time I see RuPaul in drag, the hair is ginormous. Oh, yeah. So whenever I see RuPaul without the hair, I just think that's kind of a small head on that body <laughs> that type of a deal. It's like, I mean, it's just maybe it's an average size head and it's RuPaul's a, can put themselves together like nobody else. But I just think that's a,
4: that's a tiny noggin. I just think all the neck muscles that it takes to keep that wig from flopping all over the place.
3: Right. I mean, he he, he, he has that neck says. pushups.
4: Right. Has yeah. to. There's you there's have no to do way. more than one. Uh, Those are dick push-ups. <laughs> dick push-ups, you do uh, one.
3: Just need one. <laughs> exactly. Cock push-ups.
4: Uh, awesome. Speaking of cock push-ups, we have the Utah master, Mr. Adam. Aww. <laughs> so I've gone from cum dumpster
3: fire to the cock push-up. Wow, I just, I, I'm going places. Uh, yeah, hey, you are. what's up? This is Adam from Big Shiny Robot. You're only getting up. I mean, going up. <laughs>
5: <laughs> he didn't start the fire, but he's going to put it out. <laughs>
1: Look speechless, which is almost rare. Just got to bend over, uh, and grab my. No, that's not almost rare.
3: That is very fucking rare. <laughs> I was debating whether or not to say the joke that was in my head, and I just did over the laughter. So if you caught that, good for you. It'll be good in my. Good for it, you. It'll it'll be in the musical next year. There'll be a scene when I put out a fire. Um, but yeah, I, I do something. Good for you. <laughs> I do stuff with a uh, big shiny robot. Also, this podcast bored as hell with Andy every so often. Hi, Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. And as we record this, if everything's going well, we should be on the I think the fifth episode of my new podcast, Cinema Queens, with uh, my friend Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, yeah, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> my Chris. Uh, we've we've got uh, I've got two, uh, ones posted at this point in time. One's mastered, mixed, all ready to go. It's a lot of fun. Uh, in, in some way, shape, or form, it ends up being dirtier than this podcast. And as much as the goal was to talk about movies, we really don't that much. <laughs> it just ends up being about people taking deposits from hookers and all kinds of fun things. But it's, it's cool, and, and Chris is a good guy, so come listen to us. We've got a couple followers, and it's a lot of fun. Come so... listen to you. <clears throat> yes, exactly. Come on over. Oh, naughty. And listen to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, and also, you can catch me on Twitter, uh, at Sithbot, S-I-T-H-B-O-T underscore and if you want to follow my new podcast it's at cinemaqueens Queens. it's his, his, his sound like Cinema queens <laughs> no no mr porg is not here to talk back to you mr lion cat <laughs> but he's not. i'm
4: sure there's a porg in there somewhere
3: isn't there a little porg in all of us only when we want it to be <laughs> only
1: you you come to at, least,
4: at least you're not in a little porg <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm a porg
4: here is my handle. Here is my spouse.
3: Oh, uh, we've gone off Speaking, of, speaking okay. of
4: spouts. Speaking of spouts, we have Todd. I don't know what the fuck that means, but <laughs> <laughs> there's Todd.
3: I <Hi>, have
5: Todd. <laughs> speaking
4: of spouts. Okay, I opened my last podcast with Speaking of Wet
3: Dreams. This is the Cinema Queens podcast. That sounds I think, awesome. I think you should start every episode that way, actually. I think that should be your catchphrase. Well, our, our episode title of this new one is called uh, Wet Dreams of Daniel Radcliffe, but I realized you probably couldn't put that up on iTunes you <laughs> Why so not? we just changed it to dream, sure dreaming of because they have an obscenity anything where you can't put bad things up there so we mm-hmm. just changed it to uh, dreaming of Daniel
1: Radcliffe moist dreams of Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe's mother
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> a dream of Radcliffe with the light brown
5: hair hey I'm Todd and you can find me here <laughs> on the Party Books and Firewater podcast I'm often also do English class hooligans with Brian uh, here as well and my lovely wife who's definitely the better half um, We read. All- hi Amy, hi, Amy. <laughs> I was
1: waiting Waiting for you to say her name, and mm-hmm. then but you there didn't. you go,
5: and that's where we read the uh, classic pieces of literature and decide whether or not they're classic. The first two episodes we did, we rather enjoyed. This third book we are slogging through, and that's the most optimistic turn we can give it.
4: Hopefully that episode is out by now because this episode should be out in April. That episode should. Come yeah,
5: out hopefully that me. one is out. But little preview: Charles Dickens sucks.
4: Yeah, yes, I, I hate Charles Dickens. Sucks. Yeah.
5: So, yeah, and there's that, um, you can see me hanging around. I occasionally pop into Dr. Volts as well to say hi to
4: good old Maya here.
1: And Dave.
5: Hi, and Dave.
4: Hi, Dave. Hi, <laughs> Dave. No, we just have Brian left. True, just have me left. Hi, I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer based in Southern California. Uh, yeah, I do this podcast. I do with Todd and Amy mm-hmm. as well. Hi, Amy. Uh, the hi, Amy. The English Class Hooligans <laughs> podcast. And I got some stuff going on, but that's about it. So, yeah, so as we said before, we are reading uh, this month Batman War Games, but this week we are doing War Drums, the lead up to the uh, the, the War Games uh, tale. Uh, just as a heads up for this month, to give everyone kind of a thing, we're basing our weeks based off of when it was published in Individual Trades, which was originally done in five. War Drums, War Games, Acts 1, 2, and 3, and then War Crimes at the end. Uh, but then, of course, recently they republished it as two big collections. So, this week we are basically reading the first 300 pages or so of that collection. Um, so, okay. Lots of Batman. Uh, you know,
1: it it well, was a lot of uh, Batman. i wait until we're actually talking about it.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so what we're reading, like, so basically, if you're reading that and want to join along with us, uh, we started Detective Comics 790, uh, Scarification and we go all the way through until we hit. Robin 128 fired on page 277. If you read Batman 12 Cent Adventure number one, you've gone too far. That's where to stop. And from what Maya told me, we actually have a couple extra issues that Mr. Todd doesn't in his collection.
1: Yeah, is it seemed correct? like they were. It seemed like mm-hmm. they were a couple of extra little uh, Stephanie Brown as Robin stories. Okay, well, that's interesting.
5: The other big difference I would say is the original collection all came out in the matte paper, while the new one is on glossy. Yeah, Todd.
4: Todd's sad. I am. Oh yeah, the glossy looks really good. Yes, it really does. Well, so we will start out uh, with a drinking game. And now for sports.
0: Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly.
1: Uh, my drinking game's called You're Not My Real Dad. We haven't talked about the book yet, but spoiler alert. Ah, see what I did there? Tony uh. uh, Brown <laughs> uh, ends up taking over for Robin later on in the book, and Batman's like, basically, you listen to me, or you're not Robin. Mm-hmm. So anytime that she either disobeys him, is about to disobey him, or that he has to tell her, you do what I say,
4: take a drink. Godwin <laughs>
5: Mine's called him um, Hey who dat? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> who dat say who dat when I say who dat? Every time you're
5: coming across a character or a superhero and you have no idea who it is or is even as well as like hey the commissioner is not commissioner Gordon, who the fuck is Onyx? Orpheus. Orpheus, Tarantula, Tom dumpster fire, Tom dumpster fire the 2nd. That's,
1: that's my favorite
5: one. Yeah,
3: the sequel. I like that pretty well. In three D. In three D. In smellovision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure you want that in Vision. I always take a shower afterwards. What about sticky vision? Sticky vision's
5: fine. Yeah, sticky vision. Come sluts okay. the world
3: unite. That's
5: right. But yeah, every time you come across a character you're not quite sure, it's like, oh, hmm,
4: who's this? Go ahead and take a drink. I'm just gonna jump in with mine. I'm, I call mine "You Ring," which is every time Alfred appears in the story, take a drink. He's not in this as much as I'm used to him being in Batman books, so that's why I threw that in there. Uh, so when there's an Alfred sighting, take a drink. And Mr. Adam, what is your drinking game rule?
3: Uh, mine's called. Wait, where is this going again? So every time you the story jumps around or they change focus, take a drink. We'll we'll get into it, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. like every single issue with or every single two issues changes the focus or point of the story so
4: well that probably leads us into a really good position to go into our votes as to whether or not we believe that it is worth your hard-earned time money cash all that sort of stuff for Pedro. so i've been asked by the judge to be the phone and i want
3: y'all to know that we's gonna run a fair jury and a clean jury
0: it's time for a vote because we love you we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you. Our dear listener, along with each vote, our panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote.
2: Vote for Pedro. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for
1: Pedro. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about
4: that I don't already know. Mr. Todd, will save you for last since this is your recommendation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Maya, what is your vote?
1: Uh, I'm going to say War Drums as a solo, like the trade by itself. No. Uh, if you're going to read uh-huh. this, get the two volumes uh, because it's really one giant story. It's uh, I, I would say it doesn't hold its own on, on its own, but knowing where it's going, you'll want to just read the whole thing. Okay. Uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, I'm in the same boat, and actually I text Maya
3: earlier about, I was like, <laughs> I don't really know what I think about this. And he's like, no, you have to have this foundation for the rest of it to all work out. So as its own story, no, but I'm hoping that as we finish the rest of the month and we finish the whole story, it will pay off knowing this back stuff because it wasn't bad by any means, but it was kind of like, again, it was like, okay, I'm reading individual issues. I'm not reading a story. It was like a bag of cats.
1: It was all over the place. A bag of yes. dumpster
3: cats, yes. Um, um, and they're very sticky. But yeah, so yeah, if, if you can read the whole story, yes. If you just want to <laughs> read War Drums, no.
4: Okay, I'm going to uh, disagree with you guys just a little bit. Um, I don't know exactly where the story is going as far as War Drums goes, so I don't have anything to compare it to. But I actually thought this was interesting enough. I, uh, the vote of confidence that I take in this is that uh, Adam had, or Maya had warned us you know, on text messages that, hey, this is really long and readery, so break it up into chunks. I read most of it in one sitting. Um, I found it pretty readable, moved along. I was pretty interested. And um, although it was a bunch of different issues, which we've had um, other books like that do that in the past, uh, like uh, The Death of Superman and or... uh, a uh, few other you know things I didn't find it completely so random and haphazard that it really bothered me they they pieced them out together like all this the Batgirl stuff was kind of together all the Batman stuff was kind of together so it kind of made sense to me so I was actually okay with it uh, so I'm still going to vote yes that this is readable and interesting uh, and Mr. Todd what is your vote?
5: Obviously, I'm the one who recommended this, so my answer is a yes. Um, no, this is your fault. This is my <laughs> fault.
3: Absolutely. Hey, I, I suggested Dark Empire.
5: You did. So. No, and this is much. It's, as the um, collection of five books and is doing the whole arc, I think we should come and talk about this again once come. the story in, is. In,
1: in four weeks. Yes. Yeah. We'll no. be
5: all a little pent up. I should come in four weeks, and three weeks, and two weeks, and one week, and okay. three days, and every and two day, days, and can. hourly. You know, you just don't want to get the prostate cancer. Oh, that's good for you. That's right. They
3: so do, they make machines for that, honey.
5: They do indeed. But you know, um, <laughs> I did enjoy it. You're seeing the um, Bat Family. This is a whole arc, and it's an event book of a whole story. But you really see the uh, entirety of the Bat Family interacting mm. together. And I haven't come across that. Often,
1: um, not recently. Uh, I mean, every now and then they'll do a crossover that goes mm-hmm. through all the whole bat line. Um, but in the last few years, they haven't done any that are huge, mm-hmm. like they did Death of the Family.
3: That was a big one I was thinking of. That, but right. that
1: is minuscule compared to this. But I mean, before this, you had like No Man's Land, uh-huh. went through the entire like this war games pretty much uh if you take war drums and war crimes out because they're kind of like the the prologue and epilogue yes take the bulk of the war game story it was every bat book for three months so Mm -hmm. three issues of i think eight or nine bat books each no man's land was every bat book for like over a year
5: yeah it's humongous
1: it is giant but then you also had like nightfall Mm -hmm. uh you know where batman broke his back and you know that went through every in bat book and yeah it's uh I kind of miss these big, bat events.
3: What's interesting with Nightfall, too, is because you can go... They have, like, multiple versions of the trade. And I've I've not looked through all all the versions, but Mm -hmm. they had, like, three volumes that were... Probably each one was about as big as the War Drums volume. And then they came out with these other ones that I think had all the extraneous stuff that, like, it's three
1: volumes, but they're, like, twice as big. So I think Mm -hmm. the ones that you're... The one that you're originally talking about was just the Nightfall story. Yeah. Now they're big, thick trades, um, that I think they're on like newsprint or you know, it's it's not glossy paper, but uh, like the first trade is Nightfall, the second trade is all the Azrael as Batman, and the third trade is Night's End when Bruce comes back and kicks the shit out of him and takes back being Batman.
3: Yeah, no uh, more Azbat. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I know the, the yeah the, the original ones were just the three trades that had the three main stories, but yeah, the new ones I've seen you know at Volts and also like you know Barnes and Noble and other places were just ginormous tomes. It was almost like omnibuses.
5: Sure. So this one is much smaller than oh my
3: god. Yeah, these are the new ones that so he just came and swam so down as much as I just did that. It
5: looks like about two thousand pages of comics <laughs> for Nightfall. We're not but we're not talking much. about Nightfall. no. We're talking
3: about War Games. It actually <laughs> is two thousand pages because each one's about six hundred and twenty pages. So it's um with War
5: we're Games, yeah. It's part. the um, whole Bat family. It's a bad event, and it's a whole lot of fun for me. This was a lot of introduction to a lot of characters. And where I've really come to love, my favorite Batgirl has to be Cassandra Kane. She's just awesome. So, but we'll just see her a little bit in this book. It's a lot of fun, though. It sets the s- grounds in the story for what's yet to come. So, and also a little thing to be warned. We read Hush on this podcast a little while back. This takes place mm-hmm. not long after the conclusion of
1: Hush. No. Yeah.
5: So, at the end of oh. Hush, you've got yeah. Batman kind of all shaken up of those events. And that is... um part of the proceeding coming into this so a little bit of batman's frame of mind of what's going on there
4: well don't they also mention uh zero year in this as well no zero year wasn't until the new 52 okay for some reason i thought they'd mention like they talk about well, when you move to the hills uh, a bunch of people moved to the hills was that during like cataclysm that, in uh, no man's land, maybe it no man's land of the reference. um
1: but yeah no this book came out in 2005 i think around that's just me kind of guessing and hush. I think it was it about
4: two thousand three? Oh, um, yeah. It looks like the copyright for the solo stuff was in uh, two thousand and four. Two thousand four. See that that makes us okay. This book is older than I thought it was. Uh, yeah, this is this okay. is pre New Fifty Two back. Then that it doesn't necessarily explain away anything. Like I, it still worked for me, but I was I was thinking it was newer than it is. But uh, okay. okay, cool. Well, I think that's a great introduction that leads us into uh, our little break. So if you would like to read this, which I think we're all going to recommend you read the overall. Uh, maybe and you kind of need to read this this is sort of your vegetable to get into the rest of it Um, I actually still enjoyed it and Mm -hmm. thought it was fun Um, but uh, yeah so uh, we'll give you the chance to go and read that uh, and when we come back we'll get all spoilerific on this
2: if you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now press pause go ahead we'll wait
4: Hey, and welcome back. So there are roughly, we're guessing, four or five storylines in here. We're going to kind of just break down the four or five different little storylines that we, uh, we get to in here. Um, we will summarize them, discuss them, and then move on to the next storyline. Uh, so we start out with this first book called Scarification, which is Batman looking for a dude who, uh, uh, like basically looking for a drug that's been killing people. And in doing so, I believe this ends up leading to him you sort of have an introduction to Batgirl. I don't remember this playing much into anything else. Does this really play in much into anything else after this? Um, yes. the,
1: the, part that, the part that
4: will play into something is, mm-hmm. uh, was Leslie Tompkins in this issue? I'm kind of flipping through real quick. I don't think she is. That's why I was looking through it real fast to see. It's, it's really about Batman kind of pushing his limits too far and getting a little too close to actually killing people. Yeah, he's in a pissed off mood right now. Yeah.
5: There is kind of a fun thing as Batman breaks in he, to this, like, you know, way 40th story apartment mm-hmm. and is interrogating a guy, and he throws him out of the window and through the glass. And the whole thing you see him falling, and then Batgirl comes in, swoops in, and saves the guy. And she basically goes to Batman after the fact, is like, Be lucky I saved him. He's like, I
4: knew you were there. Yeah, yeah, no because <laughs> you think you are. You've been you following me for a while, kind of thing. Yeah, I knew you were there.
1: Would it be safe to say that, other than kind of being the the angry dad of the Bat Family, his give a fuck is kind of broken in the in these issues? Yeah,
5: he is. Yeah, he is. O- other than pirate.
1: caring for his kids, he, he's getting closer to being the goddamn Batman. Yes, yeah. he is. Yeah, So, so you know, he finds this guy that's making this drug that's killing people. It's, it's kind of just a team up story, showing a relationship between him and Cassandra. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of right before this to kind of give a little background. Like, immediately before this book is uh, when Tim Drake's dad found out that he was Robin. And he's like, yes. uh, no, this bullshit has to stop. I'm going to tell everyone that you're Robin and that Bruce is Batman. And Tim's like, no, I, I, or I will give up being Robin if you keep the secret. This is kind of like Bruce kind of thinking, oh, maybe Tim can have a normal life now. Maybe Stephanie can have a normal life. Uh, but, yeah, it's really just a, a Batgirl-Batman team-up story.
5: And it is on the anniversary of Jason
1: Todd's death, yeah, the his, second Robin. Just saying that so. he would have been 18, mm-hmm. uh, I think. Yeah, he would have been 18. Which means, how much shit has gone down since he died? And how old? What, was he like 15, 14, 15? So like <clears throat> 15 years worth of comics has taken place in like three years?
4: Yeah. <laughs> Forever young, man. Yes. Forever young. Continuing with that, then we start what we call the surrogate storyline. Basic storyline is, is there is a free clinic. Uh, poor girl walks in. She's been shot. Uh, she's bleeding, but there is no bullet. They keep looking for it, and they find that there's water. Basically, what you come to realize is, is that there has been a pop singer who uh, has a surrogate girl uh, who is carrying a child for her. She's trying to change her image. The gang that she runs with has somehow gotten weapons from uh Dr. Freeze, or for Mr. Freeze, that's how they have the frozen bullets so that the body melts them away. Uh, Batman realizes when he gets shot. He goes looking, trying to find her. Um, The other part of the story that you need to know is that a family friend of his who helped uh, raise him is working at the clinic and has been kidnapped to take care of this girl who's been shot uh, while mm-hmm. these gangbangers are kind of doing their thing. You get a little flashback of him as a kid and that kind of stuff. Uh, ultimately what you find out is is that this, uh, this singer is actually the girl who's carrying the baby's mother and that uh, she was just trying to claim the child for her own you know just kind of protect uh, her own image and you know and all that kind of stuff
5: and batman performs a cesarean
4: Batman pre- performs a cesarean which there's really a great little i don't know if it's in this issue or an upcoming issue where the police are like oh yeah batman delivered that baby like damn is there anything he can't do which i thought was pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> but basically they come down to the point where they have to decide whether or not to save the girl or the baby they end up opting to the baby and i don't think they get i don't think the girl is saved correct Nah, the no, girl. No. She, dies. she dies. She dies. Yeah, she dies. So what was the, you know, the woman who had the surrogate baby now actually has her grandchild, uh, but her daughter has since died. And uh, the doctor friend of Batman's at the very end kind of tries to convince him that, hey, maybe your violent ways are not so great. If you really want to help people, maybe you should become a doctor. And he's kind of like, no, nah, I already got myself a career. I'm going to stick with that. And that kind of ends up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. that kind of ends up that storyline is that. Yeah sound correct? Do you guys have thoughts yeah, on that? Yeah. So we've had the drink twice now. <laughs> uh, I was just
1: going to say, I, I really like especially this Batman stuff before we get into the Stephanie Brown because it mm-hmm. does go through issues of detective comics, which that mm-hmm. book tends to be more more ground level de- like detective stories. Uh, yeah. They're, they're for the name. And that's why I kind of like it. Because yeah, you have Mr. Freeze, but so far and what I like a lot in this book is we don't really get a whole lot of like supervillains. Like you get yeah. a little bit near the end with, with Stephanie, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it's just street-level crime and Batman just being Batman and having to solve uh, mysteries.
5: Yeah, who is this <laughs> yeah. person? Why? Help me
1: find them. Oh, she's really the pregnant girl's mom and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
5: And it's interesting here and as they- you're watching it, he's interacting with Oracle, which is Barbara Gordon quite a bit and mm. she's being his um, the computer in the sky for him for lack of a better term oracle uh-huh. yeah I would have thought that and that's a, a lot of fun watching that there too so
1: all the stuff with Leslie Tompkins keep that in mind by the time we get to the end of the story
5: yes so what uh, <laughs> Also, in reading this, if you've watched Batman the Animated Series, um, Leslie Tompkins plays quite a role in that. And she continues to play a role in this and being quite his grounding and even Batman's sounding board or mm-hmm. consciousness in a lot yeah, of ways.
1: She won't sugarcoat shit. She will tell him what he needs to hear, whether he wants to hear it or not. And he'll listen. Mm-hmm. And he'll listen. So. One of, very few people can do that to Batman. Yes, Alfred's probably the only real one. Even like Dick and Tim, like he still is like the. You're basically you're my kids. I'm I'm smarter than you. I don't need to mm-hmm. listen to you. But yeah. But it's really I, creepy when they
3: call
4: him. When I call him, yes, daddy. <laughs> oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So now we're gonna get into the monsters of rot, which is a multi-part story. Uh, start out with a sh- uh, drink. Drink. because yeah, we we
1: change to a new story now.
4: That's true. We have to change a new story now. Uh, so this is um, starts out with a ship being like full of uh, immigrant bodies being burned. Um, you have a little bit of the funeral of the daughter from the previous storyline. Uh, and the grandmother with the baby, uh, who she's claiming is her own baby. So you have uh, the arrival of Orpheus as Batman is trying to uh, interrogate. Now, someone edify me this on this. Orpheus is like a good guy Masquerading as a bad guy, correct?
3: Yeah, and, and yeah. He's th- pretending to. Be, he's pretending to be a bad guy to get in with this gang. Too. He's kind of like a CI almost. Yeah.
4: Who is, who is he really? Like, uh, How is he connected to Batman, I'll, really?
1: I'll be honest, I never knew. Uh, the first time okay. I was introduced to Orpheus, way back when I started buying a lot more comics, was about this time. But it was mm-hmm. actually with the start of War Games. So all this stuff in War Drums, I had never read. So when I started reading, Orpheus was a new character to me. I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. I just knew that he was basically working with Batman, but pretending to be a gangster, and they'd pretend fight. To, make, to keep the illusion.
5: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he grew okay. up in Gotham, got some skills outside of Gotham, and came back to
4: help out. So kind of like a mini Batman. Yeah. Story, you know yeah. himself. So where he's connected, he's, he's an undercover Batman, basically. He's, yeah. you know, also wears a helmet that kind of looks like Daft Punk, which is kind of cool. So there's a little bit of an interaction with Batman. He's trying to find out why this ship of bodies was burned and or if he's kind of, you know, helping him give some information that way. Then we uh, have an encounter with the tarantula, uh, which is this woman who comes in and kicks this guy's ass and uh, handcuffs him to the bed until he answers some questions, kind of kinky. James shoots
5: them through the hand.
4: He talks about something called The Merge, which is an old wives' tale about, uh, you know, a, a creature that would uh, rot you from the inside. They later describe it as, uh, it was sort of more of a way of trying to pe- keep people clean and talking about how, like, if you drank from a, a dirty river, you'd get sick, that kind of thing. Uh, so it came from a slight amount of fact, but they, it was sort of not really believed to be anything real.
1: Um so oh, I was just gonna jump in and say Tarantula is kind of, uh, and I think this is later on, but uh, kind of controversial. Early two so thousands, shit probably wouldn't fly today. But she raped Nightwing. Uh, really? Basically, he had killed Blockbuster. Oh, this might have been right before. I just had to look it up to double check. But yeah, he had killed Blockbuster and was basically going into shock from like being mm-hmm. fucked up about killing Blockbuster and she just took advantage of oh. him while on a rooftop while he's like all fucked in the head. You know, she is wow. a shitty character.
4: <laughs> yeah, and uh, she also, I mean, it's like more likely to set things on fire and whatnot. Uh, she comes back and finds, you kind of do this little side note where they show a bunch of guys walking out after work and you see one of them has the same sort of wound on his hand like the guy that she's uh, tied up. Uh, and then like you realize that uh, their bodies have all rotten. And uh, then you go see the guy she'd handcuffed to the bed and his body has rotten from the inside out. And then there's a guy of all... Um, he's made all of cockroaches. And so she splashes some uh, alcohol on him and sets him on fire. And then she calls and, and finds out where uh, who this guy called last. And it was this waste management company where he saw these guys die earlier. So now we have Batman going out on patrol. He ends up talking to the commissioner, saying he wants to keep all the cops out of a certain area because he wants to investigate it for a little while. He shows up fights with the tarantula because that's what you do when you first see people and they hear gunfire outside and they realize that there is uh, a bunch of people shooting stuff down shooting stuff and trying to burn things to the ground you now see three people being called one of them is orpheus one of them is the commissioner and one of them is the sanitation commissioner yeah two of them get out of bed the sanitation commissioner does not because he is Dead. D E D dead. Was just about uh, so to Batman. That <laughs> dead. So Batman is fighting Tarantula in fire, and Orpheus shows up with a flamethrower as well. Uh, so Orpheus kind of ends up scaring off Tarantula. They fake fight. Uh, he runs, uh, Batman runs away. More fire, and Tarantula and Batman trying to escape together. And they find the big shit demon thing kind of mm-hmm. being created in the sanitation thing. They end up it's escaping down into the
3: sewers. The Mugra.
4: Yeah, go Gold thing. Yeah, and so then they run into Kafka, who is a character I wasn't terribly familiar with. His name made total sense that it was a character that was controlling bugs. But uh, is there anything more I need to know about Kafka or no. in the future? No. This is the only thing no. I think I've ever seen him in. So yeah,
5: so Kafka, okay. the guy that controls bugs, is the one that takes out the Mugra.
4: But so uh, Kafka, like Batman, sort of is like just leave him alone. He's a, he's a pest, but he's not dangerous. The or- Orpheus is still trying to investigate. These people are dying. He gives more information to Batman. Uh, Tarantula talks to her mom about her grandmother about the origins of Batman of uh, the, of uh, the merge or whatever Ooh, they call right. it. Uh, Mugra. Uh, Mugra, Mugra, Mugra. Okay, so Batman is back in the uh, in the sewers, looking for the Mugra. Uh, they end up going back into where they kind of sealed this area of the uh, the waste plant, and they see this like sort of creature fighting, and it's it's Kafka fighting this merged creature kind of thing. Uh, and they said, okay, well then he's taking care of it, so it's not a problem. Uh, Batman gives uh, an antidote shot to. Uh, the tarantula and then he gives the same shot to uh, the police commissioner to say, Hey, give us to all your people. So you second time he's gotten
3: a shot by someone in the bat family.
4: Yeah. <laughs> but um So then that basically sort of ends the issue until you see some guy meditating. Do we know who this dude meditating Not at this is? Point. No. So then this sort of like it's weird because this doesn't have a page break. Was this originally yes. published together as like a yeah. annual or something? Okay. So we jump into what's called polished stone, so this is sort Drink, of a pivot, pivot. But we have Pivot we have The Green Arrow, he's uh, looking for Onyx. Uh, She is a... uh, You learn, if you didn't know already, that she's a member of the League Assassins. They kind of drop some subtle, not-so-subtle hints to tell you who she is. Uh, So he comes and finds her uh, and takes her back with him uh, to visit the Batman and family. Uh, and they're in the middle of a firefight when they show up. So so as I read this right,
5: Green Arrow was doing an errand for Batman. Yes.
4: yes. To, to All right. Right.
5: Might have bitched and moaned a little bit, but still, he was doing it. Yeah.
4: So, uh, okay. so Onyx shows up and essentially is acting as a bodyguard for Orpheus. Is that correct? Yeah, number two yeah. type yeah. of a person to yeah. back him up. So then we jump into. Uh, they're at a club hanging out with um, Penguin. Penguin the Penguins Club, which. So it's the, 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 uh, the iceberg, uh, iceberg lounge. The iceberg lounge where it's all villains. Batman walks in. Uh, they start a fight. He does a fake fight with Onyx and uh, with Orpheus. Fight, fight, fight. Rip the place up because that's all good fun. Batgirl is there too. Oh, and Batgirl is there as well, yes. Batgirl yep. is. Uh, fight, 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 and some ass and Whatever. Yep. Um, and then they kind of just all leave. Yeah. Yeah, there doesn't seem. To, I mean, I, I, so, like, other than establishing that she's there, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot there. And then, of course,
1: uh, it, it's, it's it's it's. I think to show more that Orpheus and Onyx are against Batman, or at least to
4: show to show to that the they ping,
1: are like to the other criminals that yeah. they're not.
4: Yeah, yeah, because like they they talk about how Onyx has would claim publicly that she had turned and gone straight, but then there was sort of a way of trying to prove that she. Hadn't and was still evil, so that she could fight Batman in public and that kind of thing. So it was a big publicity stunt, uh, was what that all was. Yes. Um, and that kind of ends that section. Uh, so then we pivot. Pivot. pivot! <laughs> Want to go home and watch that episode now. <laughs> they <don't have> power. <laughs> so we have uh, this girl running track who uh, ends up talking to Tim who, uh, oh, this is uh, a. It's Stephanie. It's Stephanie. What's her last name? Might we also add there would be a significant art style. Oh, yeah. This change. is a big change. Also, it's written by Bill um, Willingham from uh, yep, Fables, Fables as well, Fables. That was about yeah. the same. You can tell because it has at least this issue has a far more relationshipy vibe. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. What is Stephanie's last name? Brown. 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 Yeah. So Stephanie Brown. She runs up. Uh, she runs up. She kisses uh, Tim Drake, former Bab- former Robin who has since retired. And then we have uh, like they sort of walk off together in romantic hands. Uh, and then we have the this- Scarab. Scarab. Now, who is Scarab? Also a villain. I didn't know before this. Okay. <laughs> yep. But see, Scarab oddly <laughs> enough gets to have word bubbles as well, like Batman or anybody yeah. else, and it gets to have inner thought monologues, which I thought that was weird for a villain, but that's okay. Well, no, she's she's talking to her like whoever's employee, isn't she? Or her robot, or it's,
1: whatever. Oh no, it's, it's or it might be like a like a log or a yeah. log or something. Yeah, like that, a, yeah. yeah, like it
4: says "Scarab client Six Thirteen K Progress Report." Gotcha. Well, and it's also you have um, Stephanie uh, doing her Batgirl war journal, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, at one point in time as well.
3: So, which and then another couple episodes when it goes into like cursive is it? Well, actually, it's cursive. The annoying as "fuck" by the way. <laughs> that is annoying. It's like, how do I? Oh yes, I can
1: read. I honestly, bitch, so. your handwriting sucks.
3: <laughs> I'll, I'll be completely. Honest, I skipped a bunch of that because I was like, I'm not spending three, 30 minutes trying to decide what the fuck this chick's writing. So
4: yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, actually, so then uh, we have Geraldo looking fucker uh, on the news. Uh, Tim's
5: Geraldo?
4: I'm not wrong.
5: You're not wrong. <laughs>
4: So, uh, not that he really has anything important to say about this, it's just that he fucking looks like Geraldo. Except um, this guy's
5: mustache is less emphatic. Mustache.
3: Well, neither does Geraldo anymore, so. Yeah, that's true.
4: Yeah, no, it's, anyway. Tim Drake is going out, his dad's like, well, you're not getting in any trouble? He's like, no, I'm really going just to study, you know, or hang out or whatever. So then you have the Spectre? Spoiler? Spoiler. Spoiler. So, spoiler alert, the spoiler has arrived. Yes. Um, so the spoiler is there. She's jumped across rooftops. She ends up seeing her boyfriend, Tim get kissed by another girl. She doesn't, of course, in classic, uh, sort of teenage romance fashion, doesn't pay attention to him pushing her away and saying, no, no, no. So she's now all butthurt and wants to, um, uh, you know, and and runs away basically. Uh, so then we have, uh, Tim at dinner. Um, he has brought over a friend. They're going to play some games. His life is really boring now that he's not a superhero. and I think he's getting pretty bored with it. So Stephanie's he just mom is trying to a tra- like sixteen-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Apparently. Stephanie is not in her room, and Batman shows up in the Batcave to find a new Robin, which is Stephanie because uh, her mom can't find her. Uh, we then have the shit. What's the name of that character again? Scarab. 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 See, that's the thing: is the Scarab and the spoiler. Like, it's two villain or two characters that have been introduced with S in the name. It got very confusing for me very fast. So, Scarab, who uh, is out, uh, let's see, looking for something or other. What the hell is she looking uh, for?
1: She's hunting down uh, people that they think might have been Robin.
4: Right. So, so, gotcha, so, so right, teenage yes.
1: boys with the same body type and hair color and jawline yeah, yeah. as, yeah. as Robin. Uh, or as Tim yeah, so Drake. To, yeah.
4: Yeah, they're, try, they're trying to kill out yeah, who Robin is or whatever. Batman, uh, basically, against Alfred's wishes, take a drink. Uh, says yes um, you can You can be Robin for a while but we're going to train you Tim's trying to get a hold of his girlfriend can't get a hold of her because she's training just like he used to be so oh the tables have turned he was a bad boyfriend now she's a bad girlfriend congratulations she's training she's training, she's training. he's starting to develop some like uh, a social life playing in the snow ends up talking to that girl he was kissing uh, but where is uh, his girlfriend well she's out being Robin taking over the job but he doesn't know it yet so, uh, we then move on. There's still, Scarab's still looking. And, and this is where art style changes. So, it's the same storyline, yeah. different art style. Well, this, yeah, be we're
1: jump, because we're jumping from Robin to uh, this is now an issue of Detective
4: Comics. Gotcha. It's, it's not really um, the
1: same storyline. It's just that now that she's Robin, she can show up in the other Bat books as Robin.
4: So, uh, so she shows up in Batman. She's getting a purse snatcher, still being kind of trained by Batman. And he's looking at a crime scene. They find um, a bunch of blood. Uh, and they're starting, and Batman's starting to realize that they're, uh, or that the, the killer's still there. They're going looking for him. She gets kidnapped mm-hmm. by Zaz while they're investigating, and she kind of fights her way out. Um, and then Batman comes in to kind of help save the day, and uh, the two of them uh, escape. Fight, 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 fight. Sorry, flipping a lot of pages of fighting. Oh, the one thing that does happen is Batman ends up like grabbing his nose and pulling it up Batgirl. Batgirl does, yeah. Robin does that, yeah, and Batman is concerned about it because if her, as his nose hadn't already been broken, she would have just used lethal force, which is the ironic thing about him being, like, completely over aggressive, yet he is being careful of not letting her be, you know, too violent to the point where she could actually kill someone. Do somebody. as I say. Yeah, do as I say, not as I do. Take a drink because of Todd's drinking game. <laughs> well, also my drinking game, too. <laughs> they escape, and uh, she asks if she's fired. He says no, he's still teaching her how to do <clears> stuff. Uh, so now we're going over to Batgirl, different style of art, switching a little bit. So, Batgirl is fighting and protecting a little girl who has a penguin. Oh, this, I remember this storyline. Okay. Uh, I read it yesterday. You think I remember all this? <laughs> this is the story where basically uh, Robin joins in with Oracle and Batgirl and they kind of have their own little adventure. What's going on is that. Uh, the, uh, the penguin is using all of his uh, henchmen who have children to basically smuggle stuff for them. They're sending their little girls into like bars to deliver weaponry or whatever uh, and, and collect cash for uh, the Joker and stuff that so they wouldn't be necessarily noticed. The little girl goes in, tries to get some money. It doesn't go well. Batgirl shows up and fights uh, and you know goes to try to save the day. Um, they get this weapon that the Joker had. The Joker's all sorts of pissed off and the ladies show up To throw the uh, not the Joker, sorry, the Penguin. They throw, show the Penguin around, and they beat them all up, uh, and they end up, you know, getting little girl sent back to a new, better life, kind of thing. And then we jump to a different art style for another Batgirl story. I hated this. I I was not a fan. Uh, So Adam was not a fan of this one. Spoiler alert. So basically what this episode or issue starts out with and really what it is, is that you have Robin who is being chased by a old West gunslinger type character named Calamity Jane. Uh, She's shooting. She's shooting. She's shooting. She gets herself into like sort of a corner. She comes up to fight. Batgirl shows up to help fight as well. They fight, they fight, they fight, they fight, they fight. Uh, Calamity Jane escapes. Uh, Batgirl swings away, and then you find out at the end that Calamity Jane was hired to help try to train uh, Robin to fight for her life. And that's the end of that little storyline. Those two are not in my collection, what? by the way. So those are yeah. yours? Okay. Those are not in my, yeah, yeah those Those two. are the two. Okay.
1: Well, actually, I'll, I'll wait till we're done because sure. what I had to say kind of jumps to the end. But I, have a, I think I know why those two are included,
4: but I'll... Oh, wait. Okay, wait, cool. Uh, so then we start in, I think this last section is all part of one storyline, if I remember correctly. Drink. Drink. Yeah, this, Drink. Is, this, is, well, this is all
1: two issues of Robin, yeah. uh, Robin one. Okay,
4: so uh, what we have here is Robin and Batman are still fighting and doing things. He keeps kind of trying to tell her, like, she keeps wanting to, like, fly the bat plane and drive the Batmobile and do all these sort of things. And he's like, no, you have to, you know, sort of pay your dues, that kind of thing. Tim's still trying to get a hold of his girlfriend, can't do it. The scarab is still hunting down. um, I think that's really where we get into them hunting down uh, a... uh, The other other robin. Robin Trying to hunt Mm -hmm. down the other robin, that kind of thing. We have a little scene that's kind of cool where... Uh, Tim basically talks a bully down from beating up a kid just with his words. Uh, the girl who's been kind of chasing after him kind of is impressed with that. Uh, you see that the new Robin is training her ass off, and uh, and then he ends up calling the, uh, the Bat phone and gets a hold of her because he's aware that she's basically taking over his gig. And you can tell he's a little bummed out, but she still wants to have the gig. Uh, so Batman and Robin go out looking. So what I kind of love about that little mm-hmm. sequence,
5: though, is Stephanie answers the phone. She is definitely wearing, like, athletic gear. Yeah. Branded with Batman. Yeah, branded with the Batman. It's a pink <laughs> jumpsuit, but there's
4: still the Bat logo yeah. right there. She's like, that's right. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. That's for what Batman wears on the off days. You know what I mean? Just lounge around the house. Sure. Yeah, the pink jumpsuit. That's all yeah. his. Batman and Robin go out on an adventure to find the scarab. They're hunting her down. Uh, you have, uh, oh, and also in that phone call, uh, Tim was going to meet up with uh, Robin. Instead, he sit on a roof, and Stephanie shows up as Batgirl, um, they have a little heart-to-heart. Uh, Robin jumps out. No, nope. Cassandra. 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 Batgirl shows up. Yeah. Who did I say? Stephanie. Fuck. Sorry. I apologize. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. So, Cassandra, Batgirl, shows up, and uh, her and Robin have a heart-to-heart. Uh, Scarab breaks in to try to kill somebody, and the new and improved blonde-haired Robin is there. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and then Batman shows up behind the Scarab, and fight, 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 fight. fight, fight. Um, and Scarab kind of wipes the floor. Kind of does, yeah. And or, about the window. Robin has to do her little trick move of falling and then shooting a gun and swinging and all that kind of stuff. So the fight goes on for quite a while. Uh, but while uh, she's being beaten up, Robin is able to put a tracker on the Scarab. Scarab runs away. Um, we have another part of that conversation between the former Robin, Tim Drake and uh, Cassandra uh, Batgirl. Mm. Uh, where Batgirl's kind of like, you know, saying, hey, I feel sorry for you, whatever. And then he kind of comes to realize that she's not there to actually talk to him, be heart to heart, but she's there for protection for him because they're looking for someone who's trying to kill Batman. So he kind of figures that all out. Uh, So this is where, then we go to Robin telling Batman that she put a tracker on him. They're still trying to track her down. They end up busting in on like a floor that like she's not, in or so oh no so they use the Batplane. She lowers Batman in. Batman and Scarab are fighting, fighting, fighting. Robin decides that she wants to kinda try to come in and help. In the process of this fight, uh Batman gets blinded temporarily.
1: And the important part is Batman told her, do not leave the plane. Yeah. Yeah, Do not leave the plane. Do not leave. Do not do it. And he's getting his butt wiped.
4: Yeah, do not leave the plane. So she comes down. Uh he finally after four weeks calls her up. She shows up ready for duty and he informs her that she has been fired. So she is no longer Robin. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Um, and mm-hmm. that is the end and, of this week's books so far. And Batman is down. Donald Trump. No, he's not. What? Don't you no, dare no. say such horrid no. things. <laughs> You're fired. No. Yeah, no. He, he didn't use Twitter. He did not, no. He he didn't
5: bat tweet he, and he the told shitter. her to her face Bat-tweet. and not over a text message or anything True. like that. True. You got your so Batman's right, yeah. not a cow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so now that we reached the end, uh, I think the reason because she wasn't she was Robin for a handful of issues. Yeah, yeah. I think the reason those two well, it was one issue and a short story. The one that the Adam hated was a short story from an anthology book they did. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure those are the, those are just included because that would be every appearance of her as Robin. Sure, I bet it so is. So, I, I bet you that's just the reason why those are included. But uh, I like the Batgirl issue. The solo one was yeah,
4: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they aren't all amazing, but they're definitely all readable and interesting. You know what I mean? Like if, mm. I, if I'd been reading them individual issue by issue, I'd still be you know subscribing or reading to it. I actually kind of liked the I like the Robin stuff. I like the the Batgirl stuff. Um, you didn't get like you got more info on Batgirl than almost any any other character in there, um, and her relationship with uh, Tim Drake. Uh, mm-hmm. so that makes mm-hmm. you wonder what's going to happen there. There's like this little love triangle and then what's going to happen. Cause like uh, when Batman fires her, he also mentions that she should not go back to being a yeah. uh, spoiler as well. Spoiler. Um, how did Tim Drake and Stephanie meet? Does anybody know that?
1: I don't, but she, she's actually the daughter of one of Batman's villains uh, oh, okay. called, the clue, called the clue master.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: and I know she, I just looked it up. I know she first appeared Uh, As Stephanie Brown in Detective Comics 647 in Uh 1992. And the next issue, she was spoiler. So I would assume just sometime, probably even around then, they met.
5: All right, so she's been around for 10 years, 10, 12 years at this (laughs)
1: point. Yeah.
5: She's never getting out of high school. Now talk about the definition of hell. Yeah. Just be in high school forever.
4: Or like the uh, the Simpsons characters. I never realized that, uh, because I was this is a weird total side note because I was an older brother. I always uh-huh. identified with Bart more. And then I was looking at a thing of like, if you were the same age as these characters growing up, I, we are actually the same age as Lisa, not Bart, which was weird, a weird mind blowing thing for me at this point in time. Well, so, my
5: challenge is, is like, cause it was Bart and Lisa, I always identified, but with the Simpsons now I'm more in line with Homer and Marge. Well, that's what this
4: article I was reading said is like that. If you started uh-huh. out watching the Simpsons when you're the same age as the kids, you're old enough now that you really identify with the parents that you're more yeah. mar- and, yeah. you're more margin homer's age now which is kind of it's just funny like maggie would be like mm. in her 30s or something like that at this point in time oh my God. anyway okay so let's get some uh, overall thoughts or and things like that on things uh adam you've been a little bit quiet what are you thinking
3: <clears throat> I, I kind of there isn't much i can really add to this book that i already haven't said i mean the reason why i haven't said much is because when i said yeah re- if you're gonna read the whole story read this to get the the, the foundation built mm. but i just didn't give a shit like, I just, right. I was, I mean, it, it was kind of cool to see where female Robin came from because we've seen her in some of the DC animated movies and some other stuff. And I'd never actually read the story of Stephanie and where she came from and everything that kind of led up to that. I mean, I will say it was, it was kind of really fun, some of the stuff with her and like Zaz and watching Batman be the world's greatest detective and saying, okay, well this is how I see this and his teaching role was actually those those issues were, were some of my favorite of the series, but again, I'm going off what Maya and what Tom what mm-hmm. said as far as there being a big payoff later on, but we talked about how Hickman just sort of laying the, the seeds for Secret Wars back in you know, the, the very first fantastic four. fantastic four we read, and that you know he spent 10 years putting all these things down and it was that was kind of fun because I I'd seen where the story went to and now this is where it's starting to be laid the foundation but I don't have that with this so for mm-hmm. me it was just kind of a slog to get through and I, I actually read over a period of 2 days and it was it's a fast read I'm not going to say it It bogged you down and made you spend a lot of time doing it. it, But it's not
1: heavy thinking material. No, not at all. It's just
3: it's literal fun popcorn superhero comics. Fight,
1: fight, fight! Yeah, which
3: which I'm fine with. But again, when I'm looking at a graphic novel and, and. the one I was reading was the one Maya had that the whole war games in one book. And he's like, hey, here, stop right here. So we're gonna read the rest later. It felt like they were just trying to sell comic books, not so much they were trying to tell a cool story. And maybe that'll maybe that'll change as I get further in and I learn more about it. As much as you know we read other books like Saga and everything else that were you can take a six ish a six issue graphic novel arc and tell a story that has things all combined and turned in this didn't have that. This just felt like a loose collection of comics they put in a book to make money. And again, for, I'm, I'm trusting, mind you, that it's going to go sure. forward and, and it's going to pay off in the end. And you had to, like we said, eat your vegetables before you get to the good yeah. stuff. <laughs> but this is a lot of vegetables, and I was really full by the time I was
1: done with it. Yeah, so, so really, the the important part of this, the whole Stephanie is Robin mm-hmm. and, and failure of Stephanie is Robin, really plays into the actual war game story. And uh, like I said earlier on, that relationship that Bruce has with Leslie Topkins is really uh, important. Anything else is just kind of, I think they're just kind of issues that happen to be like in between that stuff, and they're just like, well, we might as well put this run in here, like the the bug, uh, cockroach story. Right,
5: you're really. Uh- establishing Orpheus.
1: Oh yeah, I guess that did establish Orpheus, who is a who is a mm-hmm. big player in the uh, War Games as well. Wargames so you're well. established, so this is really all about
5: establishing it's, and yeah. setting the stage. So you've got six issues of uh, setting the stage, and nothing's... Oh,
1: and so like 12 issues of setting the stage.
5: 12 <laughs> issues of setting the stage, you're right. Every two issues, it changes. And you've seen, I mean, there was a little blip of, see a bit of Green Arrow, they talk about Nightwing, mm-hmm. but we never actually see Nightwing. You see Tim moping around, not being Robin. Robin. And you see Batman just kind of the goddamn Batman mode right now. And he's trying to be out of his funk. He recognizes he's in a funk, but he's still there.
1: Leslie Leslie's saying, hey, knock that shit off.
5: Mm-hmm. So and then um, some other of it. I mean, you have a little bit of relationship building of between Leslie and Batman. We didn't talk about as much. So you've got Bruce is a younger man going to visit Leslie is that at least mine have did uh, out in Africa no, we got that and yeah
3: and when you stood up against the, the terrorists who came in right and so he
5: else. stood up and so you see, see her going I am a pacifist I will not do violence and he's like Batman's going there is a place for this and where is the balance mm-hmm. and right now I think Batman is trying to
1: find balance again and it's it's hard to balance being Batman.
5: It is, isn't it?
4: Does that put us in a good position for cocktails?
1: Behold,
5: we finally
2: fulfill the second half of our title and make with the fire water.
4: Alcoholics
2: transform! We need to get these bitches drunk. That sure smells boo!
4: Mr. Todd, what is your cocktail?
5: Well, in honor of, let me jump to it, of a little bit earlier, we um, had the Beetle Man mm-hmm. fighting the Mugra. So mine yeah. is actually the Beetle Juice, is what it's going on. Because after okay. it fights that shit demon and everything, there's a lot of weird cocka juice floating around. Gotcha. So this is one ounce of vodka, a half ounce of melon liqueur, Midori works well, a half ounce of a raspberry liqueur like Chambord, half ounce of blue curacao two ounces of sweet and sour, and one and a half ounces of cranberry juice with ice. So what you're going to do is fill a double old-fashioned glass with ice. To the glass, add the vodka, melon liqueur, raspberry, blue carousel, sweet and sour. The drink should be really green. Pour the cranberry juice on top of the drink. You can let the juice float or stir it in for a creepy color change. Serve with the black and white striped straws and say, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, and Stop.
4: Mr. Adam, what is your cocktail?
3: So mine is just called the Assassin, and it's really really easy. You just take a uh, one ounce of a bourbon, so Jack Daniels if you want to go inexpensive. Mm-hmm. One ounce of amaretto. Jack Daniels
4: is whiskey, but that's okay. Fine, whatever.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Snob. Uh, yeah. And then so one okay one ounce of Jack Daniels, one ounce
4: of amaretto. You pour over ice and stir. That's it. Okay. Pretty simple. Mine is called the Batman. Uh, it is uh, something to keep you up all night, apparently. It is one ounce of spiced rum, uh, half ounce of coffee liqueur, uh, half ounce of, ra- of vanilla vodka, and you top it off with root beer. So you basically mix the three items together and then put a little root beer on top and you get a, uh, a little cocktail. I threw in that little root beer piece of it, too, because like I, I, it was in the recipe. But I, part of the reason why I picked it was that it uh, has a little bit of the weirdness of some root beer on top of it. And Mr. Maya what is your cocktail?
1: So my cocktail um the the book kind of put me in a especially like the issues of detective kind of put me in like a noirish crime type of mood which I usually associate with like whiskey. Mine's just a New York bourbon sour which is two ounces of whiskey uh three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup syrup uh one uh, ounce of lemon juice one egg white which is optional, and a half ounce of red wine. Uh, Combine all the ingredients except the wine in a mixing glass or shaker. Shake vigorously and strain into an ice-filled glass. Then slowly pour the red wine of your choice over the top and enjoy.
4: Uh, Do I have anything else you want to discuss? The
1: next chunk is fewer issues. It's about 100 pages less. Mm -hmm. Um... And this is kind of what got me... You know, I'd read Batman stories before, but it's kind of what got me into getting Batman pre... I think I've regularly gotten almost all the Bat titles since 2004. Hot damn. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And it's because I, I randomly picked up this next issue, which was a 12-cent 12, 12 issue. Mm. And uh, uh-huh. then I was like, I want to see where the story goes. So, yeah. So you're saying that that advertising actually worked for you? Uh, for me, but I'm also kind of an uh, easy mark. Aren't we all on the show? Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to comics,
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? I had someone stop me in the hallway yesterday and ask me a question about comics. I ended up talking about it for 20 minutes. Completely forgot that I was on my way to the restroom and that they are on their way to an actual meeting. I just sat there and talked their ear off about comics because, <laughs> you know, that's who we are. Anyway, so let's do this. We will just, uh, we will combine uh, writer and art uh, together for grades and we'll just go storyline by storyline. How does that sound? Sure. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay.
0: Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card
2: Fucking God,
0: please,
3: no! No! No!
4: No! Okay, so for grades for, we'll start with Scarification, uh, written by Anderson Gavrich. Yeah, it's kind of after, a, yeah. Yeah, Gabrich. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Pencils by Pete Wood, Inker Cam Smith. Uh, It's sort of its own standalone issue, but uh, we'll 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 take grades on it. Uh, What's your grade on that, Todd? You
5: know, I give it a B. It's solid. It's what it's setting out to be, and I I enjoyed it. You see Detective Batman doing his thing.
4: So yeah, Mr.
3: Adam, I'll I'll go with the B as well. I mean, this one again, I don't have a problem with this book. It just it was. It was so many things that were just so discombobulated that it again it was like I was if I if I picked this up and read it issue by issue over the period of however many months this came out I probably enjoyed it a lot more I just mm-hmm. when I see something collected as a graphic novel I'm expecting something a little bit more so cohesive cohesiveness yes so the again I'm probably gonna be yeah it was a B it was fine I had nothing wrong with it, it just did it needs to be fully more tied in. So uh,
1: I'm also going to give it a B. It was just a good little Batgirl-Batman story. Uh, again, I like the detective aspect of it with him, you know, tracking down the uh, the drug dealer or the, the drug maker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Pete Woods did a lot of art here. I've always liked Pete Woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did some great stuff. uh on Wonder Woman, I believe, in the early to mid 2000s. I'm just double checking here, but yeah, go 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 on. We'll move on to the next one because he's done a lot, so I can talk about. Yeah, it. yeah.
5: and the art. What's also interesting yeah. talking about the art a bit is this immediately like is following Hush and Jim Lee though can't turn anything in on time. This is about two years after. Hush. About uh-huh. two years after Hush, as um, Hush was in law. I think we've talked about before. My gateway into comics of going. My God, who drew this? What is this? Give me more. Uh-huh. And though this is not to that level, it is still very solid and quite enjoyable, and it mm-hmm. maintains that really well. So,
1: and I was wrong; it doesn't look like he did Wonder Woman. He did some Catwoman ah, okay. that I that I enjoyed. Oh, okay,
4: cool. <laughs> um, and I'm going to give it a B as well for all the same reasons that have been stated before. So, uh, the Surrogates parts one, two, and three looks like they're all written by Anderson, Gabrich, and uh, pencil by Steve Woods P-wits. and P-wits. ink by Cam what? Yes. Uh, so, same art team for all of those. Uh, so, uh, for the surrogates, what is your grade, uh, Mister Adam? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm probably going to stick with a B. I mean, the, <laughs>
3: no. the story was fine. I had no problem with the story. I just it just it, it felt like I was watching. This felt like I was watching a bunch of episodes of the Batman animated series. Okay, yeah. and it was just it was, but it was like the you go home from school, you watch an episode, and the next day you go watch one, and it was a different story. So I so um, love it's those. still Batman. Batman is great. I love Batman. He's like my so favorite good. DC. Uh, character pretty much of all time, so Mm -hmm. Batman's not a bad thing. It's, you know, it was was an episode of Batman. It wasn't a story arc of Batman, and I'm going to keep on saying that with every single (laughs) fucking one we talk about. Also, you should have drunk twice now, so.
5: Yes. No, I'll give this as a B as well. I mean, you've got him in full-on detective mode trying to figure out who is this woman? Where can I find her? Oracle coming in. He's having guesses. I mean, luck is always those for um, the ones ready to receive it. So he's always working for it. So it's um yeah, you just see him being at this highest level of tenacity going forward. So yeah,
4: it's a B. Um, I'm actually gonna give this an A. For me, this sequence was the the highlight of this book. I actually okay. like the storyline. Um, and Mr. Maya,
1: I'm actually with you. Uh, I'm going to give it like a A minus B plus. Uh, I think this is the best part of this book as well. The Mr. Freeze mm-hmm. was fun
5: taking down the building and that whole bit being stuck under, you know, cesarean section the whole bit. And even with Dr. Tompkins with the grandmother, you later find out like you need to decide is are uh, you going to uh-huh. let your granddaughter or your daughter die? And yes,
4: yeah. I mean
3: that's a tough choice. That's why you always kill Grandma.
4: That's why you always kill Grandma.
3: Put her on an ice floe and send her out to sea. Get some reindeer. And then like, you can shoot some fiery arrows at it so it lights in the flames. And That's right. Give her a proper Viking funeral. We are mixing so many cultures right now. Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. Coming home from my house Christmas Eve. <laughs> grandma was a cum dumpster.
4: <laughs> wow. Uh, so for Monsters of Rot Parts 1, 2, and that's about, I guess, those two-part stories, uh, same writer, same penciler, uh, same inker for the first half, mm-hmm. different inker for the second half, which is a guy named Nathan Massengill, I think. Uh, he must have gotten tortured in high school. <laughs> uh, so for Monsters of Rot, Sorry. <laughs> um, what is
1: your grade, Mr. Hunter? Uh I'm going to give this one like a B minus C plus. This was the uh, other, as, as far as the actual multi-part story arcs go, that I think this was, to me, the, the least uh, interesting. So like Ooh. B minus C plus.
4: I'm going to go with a, a C. Uh, I kind of felt the same way. Like, it just felt kind of, like you had this storyline that kind of was going somewhere interesting, and then all of a sudden you have this Kafka character show up, and I just felt like it was fucking weird. Like it was sort of like, like, you had this kind of gritty realism with all of a sudden this really, really bizarre Batman villain. And it just was like, it was still fun. I still liked it, but of all of this, that's probably one of my least favorite sections. Um, Mr. Todd. See, and I kind of, I, I liked it a lot because of that, because as these different things,
5: you're being shown different elements and sides of Batman and the mythos, so much like there's dead man in the DC universe and some of these other characters, you have a little bit of the magic going on. And I enjoy that Batman comes in and out of the magic versus the gritty versus the cosmic versus the amazing superness of he it. He does it all. He does it all. And this And can deliver, and babies. Can deliver babies. God damn it. What can't he
3: Yeah, do? I was about to say what <laughs> can't. <he do? laughs> what can't he do? So, i rather celebrate Mother and Father's Day. Okay. <laughs> well,
5: with a smile. He no. <laughs> can't do it with a smile. I'll give you that. So I, I, you know, I, I'm i going to go back and give this a B again. So it ended a little prematurely, it seemed, but the fantastical elements along with it was a lot of fun for me.
4: Okay, and uh, Mr.
3: Adam? Uh, I'm going to see. So anytime you have a uh, sentient shit monster, I'm going to compare you to <laughs> the Golgothan from Dogma. I was say.
4: <laughs> and you're always going to lose unless you do it much better. So, uh, Yeah, it was what it was. Okay, uh, so uh, you have a poop monster to compete with. There you go. Uh, so Then we have this little polished stone sequence. Uh, Anderson Gabrich, uh, Brad Walker as uh, penciler and inker by Troy Nixie. What is your grade, uh, Mr. Todd? The one with the Stephanie Brown. This one has a lot of departure
5: from the other art styles yep. and it really, the departure is great enough, it, it bothered me the most, as it just didn't fit in with the rest of the group, I know it was in its own issues, doing its own thing, mm-hmm. maybe even aimed at a different kind of audience but as part of this grouping with this arc, it really took me out the most, and even that cursive writing of Stephanie's, <laughs> I'll agree to that, it's like, what the fuck is it here who writes in cursive anymore
1: you jumped ahead actually oh, did but I? that's okay Kid. Yeah, this is the yeah, Onyx story.
5: I'm oh, the
4: Onyx story? This is the Onyx story. Yeah. Which yeah, this is the Onyx All right. story.
5: Well, seeing Green Arrow was fun. Um and Onyx going on, but it was really it was a short drop in. It was fine.
1: Mr. Maya. This to me was also kinda of like a C, uh
5: It was a short drop in. It was yeah.
1: yeah. It was enough substance for me. Like I and and knowing what's coming ahead, I know the little bit that it set out like that this was supposed to accomplish, but Yeah, I'll give it like a C.
4: For me, I'll give it a C. I felt like this was the. I understand that probably has some basis for stuff that's in the future, but it is the um, is the least necessary of uh, anything that was in this book. Uh, like, if you could cut anything out, I would. This would be one of the issues I'd probably cut out. Uh, Mister Adam, what is your grade?
3: Uh, I'm gonna see as well. It didn't really add much to the story. I mean, Maya says that it'll play more later, but
4: it was just it, it felt like a throwaway issue. So okay, But
5: Green Arrow uh, looks great. <laughs>
4: He's aged well. I'm going to kind of loop in all this Robin stuff kind of all together at the end to kind of finish this off. Uh, So uh, we have a bunch of writers on this. We have Bill Willingham. We have Anderson Gabrich again. We have Dylan Horrocks. uh, We have Damien Scott and Randy Carcone. Bill Willingham again. Bill Willingham again. Uh, And then we have uh, artist Damien Scott, Pete Woods, Nathan Massengill, Dave Ross, Jess uh Delperding. That's a cool name. Delper Damn. Okay. Uh, mm. Damien Scott, Brian, Steelfreeze, Damien Scott again, Damien Scott, uh, and Damien Scott. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Robert Campanilla, it looks like. So for this uh, this Batgirl slash uh, Robin training montage that we have here, uh, what say you, Mr. Adam? So I would have given this a B plus, but
3: that stupid fucking part with, like, yeah, the, <laughs> the Teen Titans art bullshit. The, the little short story from the issue of Solo. That drops it down to a B. Uh, this actually was one of my more enjoyable parts. I It was interesting seeing the the origin story of female Robin and doing all that and finding out why she's no longer Robin because Batman fires her and all that fun stuff. So this was enjoyable and interesting and well-written. Uh, and... Of all the parts you can easily see how this is going to play into the future story of war games because obviously Robin has more to do than just get fired and go away. and Mr.
5: Todd. Uh, yeah, the tea tie and arts, as I had said earlier, was irritating, but the story was a lot of fun. I' was gonna and, say
1: that was from an issue you didn't have though.
5: well, some of the style of it. I mean, it was there. but um, I did enjoy the scarab character was interesting. Um, in and of the fact that even though um, it is the goddamn Batman, but how close he comes to the edge of being beaten all the time. Yeah, and it's just this tenacity that seems to keep him going through. But yeah. So yeah. But no, as well. But I'll give this a B, B plus on this one as well.
1: Uh, Mr. Maya. I'm also about a B. You know, you do see, like, like Todd was saying, you know, Batman close to being beat, but winning because he's the goddamn Batman. But. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of was in the wrong for firing Stephanie because she did save him. I think that Batman is in the wrong here. Just he basically is firing her for you didn't do what I said. Get the fuck out.
5: Yeah, uh Um,
1: he did. But yeah, I I, I don't think it's fair to Stephanie. And uh, yeah, I'll be for that last part.
4: And I will stick there somewhere. I'll, I'll say a, a B as well. Um, I thought it's pretty solid. I don't really have any disagreements with most of what's been said here. So, uh, cool. Does anybody else have anything they want to say about this before we move on to recommendations?
1: I'm ready for the next part.
4: Yeah, it is. Okay. It is a ride. Just wait till Comic well, well, ha- Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't you give us a little preview of what's uh, next week then? Gang War. That's your preview. Okay. Yes.
3: <laughs> okay. As opposed to Gang Bang.
4: That's in the that's Dumpster Fire comics. Who
3: loses the war?
5: There'll be the death of many Both Hands. Fuck you.
4: Manny, Bob Manny. Bob hands. Manny,
5: we'll Manny Both Hands. Manny Both Hands. Manny Both Hands and his moist mutter will war. die.
4: I just imagine Adam <laughs> is just really upset over there. No, I'm just really, really tired. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well then, let's move on to recommendations.
0: And now it's time for recommendations. That time in the show where the panel tells you all the crap they are currently into, but will forget about as soon as they see something shiny. You're
5: a stamp tramp.
3: How dare you? And what is that? You give your stamp of approval to everything. It's become meaningless. Why can't you be more like your wife?
4: Lily's stamp is gold. I'm reading this book because of her. I'm drinking this beer because she recommended it. I'm even wearing this bra because of a
5: lingerie store Lily told me about.
4: Uh, who has something they want to get out I of chest? I got a
1: couple of things. Okay, um, cool. And as we record this, all three of these came out this week, so these will be three weeks in the past when you hear this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is the first issue of Vampironica, the newest Archie horror book. Nice. It's basically... The origin of how she became a vampire, and uh, it kind of hints that maybe she is fighting other vampires? We don't know yet, but it's kind of an origin issue. Second is the newest Young Animals book called Eternity Girl, which keeping in the line uh, the track record of all the other Young Animals books, like Doom Patrol, is weird as fuck, but uh, it, I want to see where it goes. It's kind of hard to explain what it's about, but... Uh, was Milk Wars good? I haven't gotten to th- it. Got- I haven't gotten to it yet. All right, I have them at home. Uh, but then the last one is from the husband and wife duo of Gabriel Hardman and Karina Beko? Uh Bechko, Bechko, Bechko. I'm sorry if I'm butchering it. Um, but Gabriel Hardman. Um, drew this he's one of my favorite artists he's done storyboards for a lot of uh, movies you might have heard of like dark knight superman returns uh he's done a ton of movies those are just the two that are kind of popping popping my head but it's uh green lantern earth one um dc's been over the last few years been doing these earth one graphic novels that are kind of like retellings uh, or modern day reimaginings of some of their heroes like they've done superman teen titans uh batman but uh yeah, no, it is uh, very pretty to look at, and the
4: story is a lot of fun. Todd, do you have any recommendations? Well, I
5: think I'm going to piggyback. You had this one not too long ago yourself, I do believe. But I went and picked up the deluxe edition <laughs> of Jeff Lemire's Green Arrow. good shit good shit so it's uh jeff lemire and um andrea sorrentino they're also the ones that are doing black hammer on image comics as well running along that's what i have to say there with the green arrow it's a new 52 run um of green arrow in that regards but it's also considered a one of the great best parts of the new 52 was jeff lemire's run on the green arrow
4: so yeah uh and mr adam do you have a
3: recommendation So I think this is one that uh, I know Brian talked about before and he might even recommend it, but I uh, had some spare time and it was actually on Marvel Unlimited. Uh, You can see me, Comixology Unlimited. So if you get that, you can get the whole graphic novel for free. Uh, But The Underwater Welder. Yeah. Uh, it was nothing at all what I was expecting it to be. I had I, I walked in completely blind, so Brian had kind of given briefly mentioned what it was about, but I had no uh-huh. clue what the story was going to be. And I'm not going to say much here because it's kind of something you want to experience for yourself. But I think I tore through it in half an hour. I couldn't put it down, and uh, I don't think it moved me quite as much as it moved Brian, but it definitely ha- was had an emotional impact. And uh, one I would hope down the
4: road we could actually discuss on this podcast because there was yes. a lot going on there. So. Jeff I, Lemire hits you right in the feels yes he does I want to do a whole Jeff Lemire month actually it's my game plan I want to do it at some point in time because I am a Jeff Lemire junkie fuck do I have anything to recommend not really no uh, just your a rah-
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah
1: <laughs> <Rawr>. um, <laughs> what you been watching on Pornhub what can you recommend from there uh, I uh, typically
4: go for. I was trying to come up with something, and I was like, uh, I, I got nothing. I don't know. You don't
3: need to get it with the times and go on Tumblr. Tumblr is all you need. Oh, that Tumblr is, is all it is is porn. That's
5: why Yahoo bought
3: it.
4: Porn um, and Deviant Art Part Two. Yes. Problem is, I've just I've been dealing with my job and shit. Oh, I I have an anti recommendation. Okay, can do let's that. do that. Ooh, that's an anti recommendation. Uh, so if you happen to be in Southern California and you happen to be going to Disneyland and you think, hey, I would like to eat and bowl while at Disneyland and I want to be completely raped in my wallet, then go ahead and go to Splitsville. Uh, if you have no desire to actually get your money's worth for fucking anything, Splitsville is your place, man. Like for sure, like for mediocre food, mediocre bowling, way overpriced on every aspect whatsoever, go to splitsville it is uh it's a big steaming pile of shit and uh yeah totally not worth your money like I, I went last week and as you can tell i'm a bit annoyed by how much money i spent at splitsville so uh don't go there just and, trust and me on that one imagine what that could have bought on in stock trades oh my god don't even depress <laughs> me like that <laughs> no like seriously okay so so this is i I this Bad is <laughs> I, I went with four friends. A friend of mine is moving up to Lake Tahoe. So we went and kind of had like a last like boys day out. And uh, we went we, and like we were we'd gone bowling a few different times, a few different places. Like and like, there's some places out here. I don't know if they have them in Utah, but they have like these like bowling lounges kind of thing where like they have waitresses and waiters and they bring you food. And you know what I mean? Like you hang out and you bowl and there's a couple of them There's like Lucky Strike and there's Bullmore Lanes and there's 300 and there's a few different ones this fucking place made those things look like a fucking bargain. Like it was ridiculous. So for four of us, we got an hour and 15 minutes of bowling for $24 per person. So I spent nearly a hundred bucks for four of us to bowl for. so, uh, So you didn't pay per game. You paid for the time. No, you paid for the time, and it's, like, just enough time that you can't get through it. They stopped us. We had two more people on their last frame, and they just shut the power down. It was just, like, over. Like, that was it. Oh, that's like bullshit. Not, uh, yeah. Oh, that was way bullshit. Then, of course, the food was mediocre to the point where, like, we had ordered just, like, basically appetizers. We had three sliders. We had a pizza, and we had loaded french fries. And then we had three sodas and... Three cocktails, and we ended up coming out at about one hundred and forty dollars for food. Holy Um, shit, Jesus! Yeah, so we basically had an hour and fifteen minutes on three hundred dollars. Is basically what ended up happening. Um, So, and the pizza, we literally we ordered this pizza. We thought they'd given us the wrong pizza. Like we're like, we think this is the wrong one. Like, no, that's the pizza. And it was like, seriously, like we'd ordered a philly steak and cheese pizza could not find the meat on that thing at all there was plenty of fucking kale which anybody from philly would have a heart attack having kale on a pizza that said philly steak and cheese pizza anyway but like it was it was fucking ridiculous so anyway yeah don't fucking go there like just fucking don't it was awful Uh, there are way better restaurants and way better ways of spending your money and if you really really have the desire to bowl go to like Linwood Blaine's or um, even go to like fucking Bullmore or uh, Lucky Strike or something there's a bunch nearby don't fucking waste your time there anyway so yeah fuck that place anyway moving on to a more positive why don't you tell us how you really feel that was actually me being fairly reserved. I uh, I I fucking hated that place. I hated it so much. Jess went to see if I was completely crazy because like she thought I was going like all Louis Black on it. So she walked she went over there one day just to have like a cocktail and was like, "Holy shit!" And I'm like, "Right? Like, it's all <laughs> mediocre and all way over fucking priced. Like, way overpriced." So right. if you come to Southern California and you want to know where to go, email me. I will send you suggestions of better spots. Okay. Funnybooks I will tell you where to go. So we are going to continue next week on Batman. We're going to going to do war games. Arc one, as was described, it is going to be an all out gang war. Uh, and yeah, I don't think we have anything else to add unless anybody else has anything to add. Nope. Nope. I'm good. Okay.
1: Nope. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up the, the menu and
4: the prices for Splitsville just yeah look. it's fucking ridiculous Even for maybe call i'll the recording so you can, you can oh it's a fucking rip off like it's so fucking ridiculous like here's the thing i paid basically a buck a minute for virtual reality across the street from this thing and i felt okay with that this fucking pissed me <laughs> <up>. <laughs> uh,
1: d- 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 god damn
4: yeah this is expensive yeah. yeah it's fucking ridiculous like it's really ridiculous
1: Oh, you get a get a what they call the double stack, double stack, which is basically like a double double cheeseburger for 25
4: bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy shit. Yep. Yeah, and it's not good. Like it's it's pretty bland boring food. Ugh. Like it's not great Seven, at all. 17
1: bucks for the three
4: sliders. Oh yep. that's a joke. Yep. Oh and also if you if you notice there's something special there, they have some of their drinks, their specialty cocktails, are actually pre mixed drinks they just pour out. So they're charging you it's weird. Jess figured this out. They charge you more for a pre made cocktail than they do for a cocktail the bartender actually has to make. So if you order something the car- bartender has to make fresh, that's gonna be cheaper than something that they just oh, pour out fuck? of a tap. Huh. It's fucked up. That is fucked up. Next time y'all visit me in California, Todd, we're not no. going there. I'm just <laughs> okay. let, let you know we're not fucking going to bowl more Land. If you really have a desire to bowl, I have other places to take you, but we're not fucking okay. going there. Actually, fun, useless fact, though, if you really are... The, the bowling alley from um, the Big Lebowski got torn down, but what they did is they took all the wood from that bowling alley, and in the uh, the franchise, uh, the Lucky Strike franchise out here, each bar has pieces of wood from that bowling oh, alley cool. in it. Uh, so that, that's, a, that's the closest you can have for bowling at, uh, you know, the... Uh, the Big Lebowski bowling alley nowadays. So, nice. just so you're all aware, in case that's something you want to do. The dude abides. Useless California facts, Kit. The dude abides. Uh, so cool. So we'll go out on the dude abides. So uh, thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you next week for Act One of War Games. Did you have to curse so much? <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 For joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater, and on Twitter as at Firewatercast. Go to funnybooksandfirewater.com for the most up-to-date information, as well as cocktail recipes from this and past
0: episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop, Get your bartender well,
2: and stay hydrated.